Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. A very happy 4th of July to my American listeners. Today is our Independence Day, and of course that means we celebrate with beer and hot dogs and pools that will probably give us some kind of ear infection or some other illness that we'll be uh, battling over the next three weeks. Um, <clears throat> but that's okay. That's part of our... Uh, Independence Day celebration. Um, so, my apologies for getting this episode out a little bit late today. Woke up uh, a little bit later than usual to record, and um, just about to, uh, uh, you know, I, I record usually uh, very early in the morning, and then I uh, edit later uh, in the day. So, my apologies uh, for getting this out a little bit later. Anyway, this is a ramble episode. I'm already rambling. For those of you unfamiliar with this series, I essentially pick a few different topics and I just ramble on about them. Oftentimes, it uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It almost never, uh, well, almost certainly doesn't tie together, but hopefully I bore you to sleep. Not to death. Please, not to death. No one wants that. Um, so going back to Independence Day, I, I know I have... Um, well, I know from living in Canada that the Canadian Independence Day is July the 1st, which of course is Canada Day. <clears throat> Day. Which I feel that, as Americans, we should also observe, since we often try to find any excuse for fireworks. And of course the fact that, you know, those are our neighbors to the north, and having lived in Canada, again, I find that Canadians are very up-to-date with American holidays and traditions and, you know... All, all that sort of stuff and our customs for the most part and Americans are uh, for the most part at least I guess if you're not living in the Northeast or in Minnesota or something like that uh, you know we're not really in tune with their holidays so happy Canada Day uh, to Canadian listeners which are actually quite a few based on the uh, listeners so shout out there so um I had a, a thought right before recording, which is a very serious question, and it's, are fireworks overrated? Seriously, I mean, I think they're fun and all, but do we need fireworks at every turn and corner? Disney World, birthday parties, 4th of July, Memorial Day, National Beer Day, it doesn't matter. As soon as we have an excuse for lighting something on fire, we just go for it. And then... That initial question sort of left led me down uh, to consider other questions on the topic of fireworks. And my first one is, who decides when they're young that they're going to be a pyrotechnic? A pyrotechnic is a person that lights fireworks on fire, right? That they light them. It might be a pyrotechnician. Anyway, a pyrotechnic, pyrotechnician, whatever. I'm not. I'm obviously not too familiar with the uh, the the craft or the the uh, the uh, the trade. So I think they're pyrotechnicians, and obviously you have amateurs that do it at home. But I'm talking about people responsible for putting on these big shows. I'm pretty sure they're called pyrotechnics or pyrotechnicians. Uh, well, you get my point. Uh, the people that light things on fire for a living. How do you get into that? What are you doing? Why? How? When? I mean, that should be a test to weed out some of the 
arsonists and maniacs in society. You mean to tell me as a child, and then teen, and subsequently a young adult, you were interested in handling fire and explosions? Is that not a little bit strange to you? Am I talking crazy here? So, according to my notes here, individuals who handle more powerful materials for commercial demolition, or my notes being Wikipedia, for the most part, by the way. You found me. So, anyway, according to my notes here, individuals who handle uh, more powerful materials for commercial demolition or military applications are generally, generally, enunciate, referred to as explosive technicians. So, basically... Does a pyrotechnician only handle fireworks and fire for quote-unquote fun events? Look, I'm not trying to bash being a pyrotechnician. Someone needs to light those fireworks uh, so the young kids in the crowd, the crowd can shut up for a little bit, look up into the sky while everyone else takes a break from having to take care of them. Someone needs to light them on fire so then all of our friends and family can take 10-minute long videos of the fireworks exploding that we're going to certainly skip over on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook, wherever you're, you're getting most of your, uh, useless firework footage from. Um, the whole thing is just a little off for me, if I'm being honest. And, and here's the thing. If you look up the requirements to become a pyrotechnician, first thing you'll read on Wikipedia, my go-to source is it is becoming more common in different countries and regions for individuals involved with storage, handling, and operation of pyrotechnics to have some form of license or certification. That's a good thing, but is that implying, is it implying that literally anyone could just handle these things? They're explosives, right? I mean, again, I, 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 I'm obviously talking to myself because I'm just looking into a microphone, but... For me, it's crazy that until now, it is becoming more common in different countries and regions for people involved in the entire life cycle of these fireworks to have some form of license or certification. I mean, um, again, so just before, so 10 years ago, you just show up, you say, I want to light some fireworks on fire and... And they just give them to you? I mean, they, they just let you set them up and light them up? I mean, these things are explosives. And then it reads, most, juris most jurisdictions do require some type of minimum professional firework training before being allowed to apply for certification. Okay, great. Let's have people handle the explosives, and then they can apply for certification. It's like, let's prove that you're not going to uh, burn down a village, and then we'll let you officially... Uh, light things on fire. I'm a little bit cynical on fireworks, as you can tell, in general. As a kid, I, I like... How do I describe it? I liked fireworks. I just... I didn't think they were great. You know, for me, they're not something worth, you know, sitting down and looking up for 30 minutes at. They're not something... You know, there's something that, you know, you get, you get a couple of looks in. You see a couple of nice colors in the sky. And that's enough. You don't think you need to continue with, um, you know, just sitting down and looking up and having the same comments over and over again about how pretty they are. And I just never quite got the appeal, right? So, 
My second question, who invented fireworks? How does one go about finding or discovering this invention? Additionally, was that person a maniac that just wanted to light things on fire and have them explode? But it just so happens that people who first caught him or her doing that thought to themselves, hmm, it's kind of pretty, let's use that to celebrate. It's kind of a rhetorical question because you know that I'm just going to look it up and give you the answer because I'm curious. And because this is my ramble, and part of my ramble includes me reading to you some of the info I find online. And I looked it up already. And according to good old Wikipedia, fireworks were originally invented in medieval, medieval China in the 9th century to scare away evil spirits. Don't use this as uh, source material if you end up writing an essay about fireworks. I'm just quoting Wikipedia. So there you go. I mean, they were used to fend off evil spirits in medieval China, and we're using them to celebrate our Independence Day. I always found it interesting um, that my teachers in high school would always say you can't quote Wikipedia, you can't use it as a source. And I understand there may be better sources, but with all the fake news circulating, isn't Wikipedia you know, an organization dedicated to spreading factual information and knowledge as reliable a source as any out there. I have a friend who tutors English and math for some side cash, or he used to at least, and he was mentioning how poor his students uh, or clients were at sourcing information and using reliable sources to back up their arguments in essays. He mentioned one student who made an argument, and to bolster their argument, they literally quoted their, their neighbor, their neighbor, I mean, you can't make this up. Their neighbor said them, they asked their neighbor about some topic. Obviously, I don't remember what was the subject matter. And then in the essay themselves, you know, and this person, this student, this was a young student. I mean, this, uh, I think it was a boy, probably, you know, 11 years old or something like that. I mean, you know, they're, they're just starting to really learn how to write proper essays, but they quoted their, their neighbor as if that were well-researched factual information. You know. But, you know, to bolster their argument, it was, my neighbor believes this argument is true. And so you're telling me Wikipedia is a better source to use than your chain-smoking neighbor next door? I mean... So let's talk about 4th of July for a second. Uh, why hot dogs and hamburgers and beer for 4th of July? I love it. I love it. I really love hot dogs and a nice cold beer on a sunny day on July 4th to celebrate the USA's independence. But has anyone asked why? Has anyone found the answers to why that specific combo? Like, why not? I don't know. Um, why not fried chicken lemonade? You know, and as I say that, I'm sure at least I'll get at least one person message me afterwards and type in, hey, you jerk, my family drinks lemon and enjoys fried chicken on July the 4th. I know you guys have your own thing. I know uh, this family that for Christmas Eve, they exclusively eat Chinese food. They're just regular folk in the suburbs. And, um, you know, I spent Christmas Eve with them and it was a great time. We had orange chicken and fried rice on Christmas Eve. But that's not, you know, that's not customary, right? I mean, that's that's that they have their own thing. Um, but yeah, why hot dogs? Why why hamburgers? I mean, I know it's, it's sort of like the quintessential American combination, but 
is it that that combination of food and drink, quintessential American uh, food, because uh, it actually has roots and as to why it's it's American food, or is it because you know we've been doing we've been eating that and drinking that for so long on July the fourth that it's just kind of like been ingrained like oh that must be American food. I'm sure someone has the answer out there. Well, there's a lot of smart listeners out there, and I'm sure I'll get the answer. But yeah, I mean, why not fried chicken? Why not? Um, why not like a BLT sandwich and uh, iced tea? You know, why isn't that quintessential Fourth of July uh, eating? So, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe I'm giving this a little bit too much thought. I mean, for me, um, I'd love to have. I don't know. All you can eat Japanese buffet for Fourth of July. Sometimes, you know, I'm being a little bit facetious. I mean, I'm I'm just talking about food now. It's gotten me very hungry. Um, pretty soon, I have uh, an episode being released, um, like a mukbang episode, an episode where I'm just eating, and you know, I I do these eating episodes that um, for me a little bit odd because you know it's it's not exactly ASMR content that I personally enjoy otherwise, but. You know, when I do them, I get a decent amount of downloads. I get people asking me to eat this or eat that. So um, the combination of talking about fried chicken and burgers and hot dogs and and uh, and all this has got me hungry. And, you know, the other day I <clears throat> I uh, went to an all-you-can-eat Japanese buffet place and unbelievable how delicious everything was. And I, I just don't understand how do those places make money? Are they being run by the mafia and it's just a cover? It's just like a, a money laundering scheme? I mean, how are you going to charge me $25 for lunch? Well, in this case, it was actually dinner. It's 25 bucks for dinner. I mean, just do the math. Do the math. If you go to any sort of middle of the road, you know, to high-end um, Japanese restaurant, at least in my area, <clears throat> a roll is going to cost you anywhere between say eight to twenty dollars you know for like the more premium rolls obviously it's 20 bucks and up let's assume that your average roll is uh fifteen dollars excuse me which i mean is not you know it's it's maybe a little bit but i mean i'm talking about a, again a, a sit-down japanese restaurant Okay, so let's say a roll is is fifteen bucks. Um, I mean, each roll, each order is you know typically only eight pieces. So once you have sixteen pieces, you've already consumed thirty dollars worth of food. Now, if you want to get the chicken teriyaki, maybe that's fifteen dollars, maybe that's twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying is, if if you go out to a Japanese restaurant that is you know a la carte. I mean, you're you're not eating a whole lot of food for 15, 20 bucks. Meanwhile, you go to an all-you-can-eat Japanese restaurant, you drop 25 bucks, and now you're able to have four pieces of one roll, three pieces of another roll, six pieces of another roll. You know, you're able to have all the chicken teriyaki you want. You know, and I guess what part of their their strategy is they're giving you, I guess, small plates or smaller plates, so that by the time you go up for say round two or round three. You know, it's a psychological, it's like they're engaging in psychological warfare. I mean, they're, they're basically making you really think about, do you want that third round? I mean, if you go for round three or 
<clears throat> or for round four, um, you know, maybe you can slow down a little bit, buddy. Like, you know, maybe you can take it easy. Um, I don't like to engage back. I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll continue. I'll, I'll play that game. I mean, I, I know that you're giving me a, a pretty small plate. I know that I've had, you know, I, I keep track of what I'm eating. You know, if I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm paying the, you know, get my money's worth and more. You know, I mean, at the end, I guess the only loser is, is my body. Cause you know, I'll, I'll get out of there and it's like, I feel very confident that I've gotten the, the, the most value out of my experience there. And I feel like I won in terms of eating more than $25 worth of food, but then it's, you know, it's like, you know, I'm pretty full. Did I need to eat, uh, you know, 36 pieces of, of, you know, 36 individual pieces of, 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 uh, of sushi or rolls. Um, I don't know. I'll, be, I'll probably go back sometime next week because I love that place. It's really good. Just random, random thoughts as they uh, occur in my head. Maybe I should surprise everyone today by showing up with like, you know, 20 pieces, like a, like a couple rolls, you know, four rolls and just sort of putting my foot down and saying, listen, it's, Sorry, Independence Day. Let's celebrate independence in part by eating delicious food that we, we really want to eat right now. You know, I mean, if you were to check in with me in a couple hours, I'll, you know, I probably will have eaten, you know, three hot dogs and had a beer and called it a day. So a lot of talk, a lot of bark, not much bite uh, behind that uh, statement, really. But, um, Anyway, well, I've uh, sort of run out of time here. I uh, need to get going. Um, I need to uh, actually go get ready for the uh, the lunch, the uh, July the 4th lunch that we're, uh, I'm going to go attend with my family. So, we're out of time. Uh, thank you for listening to my ramble. Thanks, as always, for listening to Sleep and Relax ASMR. If you have any suggestions or comments, you can always reach us at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so via Patreon or via Tingles, a very popular ASMR app available on Android and Apple. One important note on Tingles, uh, in order to actually find the show, you'll need to use sleep and relax ASMR, but the and is not spelled out. It's the symbol and, like control seven on your keyboard. Um, I, uh, I recently found that out that if you search sleep and relax and sleep and relax asmr on the tingles app then you won't find the show it has to be sleep symbol for and uh relax asmr hope that made sense didn't make a lot of sense to me but you'll figure it out you're smart smart group out there smart group because every time i release an episode someone's correcting me on something and i uh it's fun it's fun to have those interactions with people that uh listen to the show and, and uh, take the time to uh, engage um, so either way you can check out our website uh, to donate check out some other stuff we have there and uh, yeah thanks so much for listening uh, happy 4th of July happy Canada Day hope you have a wonderful time with your friends and family on this day and um, yeah till next time take care 
North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fall la la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid through 12 4 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.